Tonight's one of those kind of great feasts that's a little bit under, under, underwhelming, perhaps because we've lost so much focus on it. Kind of traditionally, Christmas time or the Christmas celebrations end today in some cultures. This is when you take down the Christmas tree, when you finally put away the, uh, the manger scene tomorrow. Because on this day and this feast, we're still recalling the nativity mysteries, even though we've been in ordinary time. So much that even the preface uses the same Christmas preface. So for one day, we're, so to say, back into Christmas. And it kind of remembers the major mystery that we have based this time upon. And when we enter what we call ordinary time, we always got to look back at the mystery from which it started, from which it is ordered, and is the nativity, the epiphany. And so this is part of those mysteries of the nativity and the epiphany. Epiphany still because Christ is being revealed, revealed to his own people, revealed to the faithful of his people, as we see here of Anna, who is, in the, uh, who is inside the temple, and her husband also, who receive and see the, uh, who see the, uh, the, the child Jesus who is uh, there be presented in the temple. They recognize him for who he is. They recognize the Messiah. And they pay homage to him, as if they were the Magi again. But this time, not the Gentile Magi, but the same the Israelites, the same people for which the Lord came for. On the second, in another note, this feast has so many different names, actually. Depending where we are, the name changes. It was in some places known as the Purification, because it recalls that, well, the 40 days after giving birth, the woman would come into the temple to be purified and can resume kind of liturgical life, public life, after having given birth. And so he, we hear when the days were completed for the purification. And that was an ancient name of this feast. Presentation of the Lord because it's the first time he enters the temple. And it's a recall also of our own baptism. The first day we entered the temple of the church. And we were presented to the Lord. Because that's exactly what baptism is. It is a presentation and it is a consecration. And that's something that maybe it gets lost in the preparations for baptism and wondering you know, who's going to take pictures and making it there on time and finding if the child has the right thing to wear and who's there, uh, who's invited, and where are you going to have the uh, lunch or the dinner afterwards and whatnot. We forget that baptism essentially is a consecration. And all of us who are baptized are consecrated. And so this feast day recalls also our consecration. Just as Christ himself shall be consecrated to the Lord with a sacrifice, so too were we consecrated to the Lord with a sacrifice. In the case of Christ and in, in the ancient temple cult, it would have been the two turtle doves, it could have been that small, the, uh, the uh, two pigeons, was the offering, a sacrifice that was given. We participate in the sacrifice that Christ himself has done at the altar. So our baptism is accompanied by that sacrifice, for we are truly consecrated in the Lord. Now, it is fitting that on this day we also welcome the new aspirants, because they take that consecration of their baptism more seriously, more focused, and into another step. And just as our consecration and baptism might have been so long ago that, well, we didn't remember it, Certainly we were there, but maybe we don't have our memory of their baptism. So do the aspirants renew that baptismal consecration. Perhaps they can't remember their own baptism. 
but in a way they can renew that baptism and the promise of that baptism here tonight and in their life and what they do through the agrupacion. A lot of times we use the example of the Opus Dei that when uh, San Escriba de Balaguer had mentioned that we can be holy and sanctified in our daily life, in what we do, in our own jobs, in our own homes. He didn't make up anything new. In fact, the basic calling of the laity, the basic calling of any baptized person is that holiness. And how do we live that holiness? To take that consecration seriously. Because holiness in its word means consecration. Holos, it is Greek, means the whole, the whole thing. And so when we call about the Holocaust, we're offering the entire thing up. And so we remember that giving of our whole body, of our mind, of our spirit, our soul, to the Lord in all that we do. And if we can give it to the Lord in our careers, in our studies, in our homes, then we are being holy and then we honor that consecration. And so as tonight we celebrate our own consecrations, whether it be as baptized, but also as agrupados, also as aspirantes, also as those who visit and consider that consecration to deepen their consecration, the consecration that our parents did for us when we were born, just as they did for Jesus, but eventually we take into our own hands and renew. And so let us continue to pray for all those who are baptized, for them to take that consecration seriously and guide others towards it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.